Hey, y'all, before we dive into the dumpster fire, we need to give a quick shout out to our sponsor and good friend, Chaitanya, over at instantplaygames.com. He recently created an awesome new app called the Bible Genius. So if you ain't a genius yet and have an iPhone or an Android, this is your chance. Hop on over to your app store, search for Bible Genius, download the app, and bam, you're well on your way to becoming a genius with over 250 puzzles to keep you busy while your wife spends all your money Christmas shopping. Cue the jingle bells, baby. Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, where we discuss what we're learning in church revitalization as well as church planting and other Southern Baptist topics. Christmas music is playing on the radio. Our churches are in the middle of their Advent seasons. White elephant parties are popping up everywhere and all are praying for a hedge of protection to surround their debit and credit cards as they get Christmas gifts for their family and friends. I'm Matt Hensley, Pastor Mayhill Baptist, and I'm joined as always by Kyle Bierman, Pastor of First Baptist in Alamogordo. And we're glad that you joined up on this dumpster fire as we discuss some of the dumb stuff we do like boycotts around Christmas Christmas, but also a look at our sermon prep and music ministries. Kyle, how's life? It's going well, man. Like you said, it's crazy. Uh, th- this time of year, there's always something going on. It seems like almost every day there's there's something happening, whether that's a party or a meeting or something, but it's it's good. How about you? Man, our kids are already counting down the days until Christmas break, until going back to Grandma's house where there's no rules at <laughs> That's all. Right, there you go. Uh, but Advent is in full swing at Mayhill. Seems like we have a party just about every day of mm-hmm. the week right about now. Absolutely. Uh, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Yet it's also the time of year, Kyle, when people start posting this guy, Joshua Furston or Firestein. <laughs> Feuerstein. Feuerstein. The guy with the little baseball cap turned backwards and he's yelling on the uh, Facebook Live or whatever, telling us that we are supporting the devil when we shop at uh, Starbucks. So when I go to Starbucks now, take me a little Sharpie. And as soon as she hands me the cup, I write back, Merry Christmas, you filthy, filthy animal. heathen. That yeah, that's right. That's is right. how <laughs> you spread holiday cheer right. around yes. Christmas. Yes. As you remind them that Jesus was born. That's right. Merry Christmas, right. you that's filthy right. Kyle. Well, see, I so so I have a cup here from Plateau Espresso, and you can see it's just a plain white cup. There's nothing on it at all. That's holy and but pure. That's, yes, that's right. That's, <laughs> yes, like the baby Jesus himself. He was not that white. <laughs> We got a touche. That's great. Yeah. (laughs) Woo. Okay. Kyle, Kyle, let's talk real quick. Yeah. Before we get into sermon prep and all of that, Mm -hmm. this whole Merry Christmas boycotts or boycotts in general, how how should we look at that? Certainly as pastors, but really as Christians in general. Sure. So I. I kind of tend to see most boycotts as totally pointless. So, all right. So so you there's a corporation who you feel isn't supporting Christmas because they refuse to say Merry Christmas. And so you're going to go boycott it to send a message to the CEO. You know, my question is, does does that message, does boycotting that hurt the CEO more or does it hurt 
the, either the single mom or the college student who's working as a barista or a cashier uh, who, if you're boycotting their store, their store is taking the front end of those losses. I, I just don't think that sends a message of hope and joy and peace and love like we talk about every Sunday during during Advent. And, and you know, in, in the same message, you know, when, when you're... When you're greeted by the words happy holidays at some store, you know, screaming back, it's Merry Christmas. Um, you know, it's, I mean, so as we know, right, I mean, Buddy the Elf told us the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Um, no, no, the, the, those who boycott would tell us it's screaming as loud as you can. Merry Christmas. Yes. You filthy heathen. So, no, I just, I just never have seen the point of those wide scale boycotts. Yeah. And I. I like to remind myself first that the the lost will act like mm. the lost. That's right. Uh, we shouldn't expect them to act like they're saved or to understand all of that stuff unless, well, they're saved. Right. I mean, that, that right. comes Absolutely. with the territory. But second, you know, like you mentioned with your uh, your cup there, we here in Alamo or you here in Alamo have Plateau, Plateau Espresso. Espresso. We've got one in uh, Cloudcroft that's a pretty good coffee shop. Yeah. So I don't really have to go into Starbucks, so it really doesn't right. affect me a right. whole lot. Uh, but at the same time, I, I also know that I've learned how to share the gospel with you know, the four spiritual laws or right. with the Roman road or with the ABCs or all of that sort of thing. I've never found it effective to bark back at somebody and say, Merry Christmas. Yeah. And them suddenly say, you know, tell me how to be baptized. Yeah, that's you right. Tell me how <laughs> to be right. safe. Like, that's usually not the end result uh, of that. That doesn't right. seem to be the best route. And uh, that needs to be our yeah. goal is not to get somebody to say Merry Christmas. It's ultimately to get somebody to join us in heaven. Yeah, and right. uh, if that's, that's not right. going to be the road uh, to, to get that, uh, then that's probably not going to be the route that's I'm true. going to take. So when it comes to boycotts then, whether it's good intentioned or ill intentioned, we need to remember that our foundation though is not on a boycott, but in the unity that we have in Jesus Absolutely. Christ, his glorious gospel. And as a brother in Christ, from wherever you're listening to this dumpster fire, and today it's definitely already a dumpster yes, fire, I encourage you to take all issues, even boycotts to the word of God and decide for yourselves, let others decide for themselves, and then focus your attention on what should unite us, what must be our focus, and that is proclaiming Jesus Christ, not whether or not a secular organization says Merry Christmas yeah, or Happy right. Holidays. But that's enough of that nonsense yep. and hardly the focus right. for this podcast. We had uh, some of our listeners ask us to discuss sermon prep. We talked about a little bit when we were trying to shove a McRib down yeah. our mouth on a little bonus content on our Facebook page. Uh, shout out to follow us there at Not Another Baptist Podcast. Right. Uh, shameless self-promotion there. Uh, but we thought we would take a moment here in the episode to discuss it a little further and uh, hopefully to help you if you're a pastor or if you're a member to know maybe what your pastors are doing, laboring for you to bring you a uh, faithful message on Sunday. So we'll start with uh, Kyle. Tell us about a normal week of uh, sermon prep. We know those are few and far between, but if you could have it your way, what's a normal week of sermon prep? Sure. So... I'm not sure I've experienced a normal week yet, but if if I were to to have my way, um, I would really like to front load my sermon prep, meaning um, Monday and Tuesday really heavy into sermon prep, and then mostly being done with my message by the by Tuesday afternoon. And the the weeks that that happens, 
it's awesome. Um, and, and so as as we've talked, I mean, I'm I'm kind of working now to, to front load a bunch of stuff for next year during during December. You and I were talking before yeah. we went live about that, and, and and I'll share that just a little bit more. Um, but but I really do. I like to I like to get started um, Monday afternoon um, after doing some admin stuff. Monday afternoon, really really digging into the text as much as possible. Um, taking some notes I've already made through some some front end study, and um, then laying out my outline, fleshing that out a little bit more on Tuesday. But but for the most part, uh, on those weeks when it works, my my message by the end of Tuesday looks a lot like what I take into the pulpit with me. And then I have the rest of the week to ruminate on it, make some corrections, search for some illustrations, um, and, and and just just kind of pray over that that passage and that content the rest of the week getting ready to, to proclaim it on Sunday morning. How about you? What does your week look like? Well, my my week uh, really changed uh, when school started. Back mm. uh, when I first started pastoring, I loved the rhythm that I had of kind of like you, jumping in on it Monday morning, bright and early, yeah. and uh, getting as much done then as I possibly could. Uh, but here in Mayhill, or particularly in Cloudcroft, since our kids are off on Monday, I've tried to carve that day and make that my day off as as much as I possibly can. And uh, so I've tweaked it a bit and tried to push it off to Tuesday. And that's somewhat risky because Tuesday has things that I have to do. Wednesday obviously has some things. Thursday morning is is carved out already. And uh, so I I try my best to hold off until Tuesday. Sometimes I'll do a little bit Sunday afternoon if I have a little free time. But but mostly I wait until Tuesday. And I jump in, as I said on our video about this, uh, really just reading the text over and over and over again, really trying to internalize it, uh, working through it when I'm able to in the Greek and the Hebrew, if that's the case, uh, translating it my, myself, however rough that may be, uh, or even heretical. I mean, I try to get it right, but uh, sometimes it's it's still a little rough. It's been a while. Uh, but this helps me really to soak in that passage to internalize it before I've even cracked open a commentary, before I've written a single outline. I already pretty well know that sermon. And if something happened already that week and uh, I was had to go travel or I had to go do a funeral or whatever, Sunday could roll around and I would probably be able to preach it pretty well because I just know it. Right. And uh, But that wouldn't be my preference. I, right. I would like to get in, have a good outline and so forth. So once I've really got it um, uh, you know, internalized or whatever, I'll start working out an outline for me and, uh, and then I'll walk through the text and uh, write out some explanations, applications, illustrations, uh, and uh, I, I can really, I guess, explain a text all day. That's my easy uh, thing. That's what kind of comes natural to me. Uh, but the struggle for me is really application. And I think yeah. we talked about this before, uh, that I want to make sure that they don't just understand the text, but they really know why this text matters to them now right. and what they need to take from this sermon, not just a, a full of head knowledge. Yeah. What what does this affect my heart and my day-to-day uh, life? Uh, but Kyle, for for me, this might work out maybe about 12 to 15 hours per, per sermon a week when, when it's possible, and that's spread out a bit. What what about you? How long does it take you to get one of yours done? Yeah, so with with an expository sermon, since I've, since, since I've done a whole lot of work on the front end of that, um, each week I'm going to say somewhere probably between five to seven hours okay. to actually to actually build out the message itself and, and and you know a lot like you I'll sit down with with just the text itself 
um, I, I, I can't translate straight out of the Greek or Hebrew, so I, I'm, I'm dealing with the cool Southern Baptist version, right? The, it's basically <laughs> the same thing. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's what so, Jesus used anyway. So, <laughs> so but, but I'll sit down with, with just the passage and kind of like you read it over and over and over, and, and I'll basically have, most weeks I'll have my three points or three, five, whatever, most of the time for me they're, they're three. I'll have them out of just the text. And like it? As often as possible, okay. I try to. Okay. Um, just I don't for, know how Baptist you were. No, yeah. So um, I, I used to not care about that, and then I started listening more and more to to guys like Adrian Rogers, who who were really good at that. <laughs> and, and I went, man, that just. I mean, there's just something about the flow of the message. So if possible, I'm not going to force it, but if possible, yeah, I will. And but a lot of times those points will come out of just the text before I crack a commentary, um, and, and sometimes those change. But oftentimes they don't. I mean, if I'm, you know, so as I'm walking through First John right now, I'll just read the passage and I'll and I'll kind of figure out, okay, what's what's the overall point of what he's getting at in this passage, and then then what are what are some ways that I can better explain that um, to flesh it out a little bit, and so I have the shell of most messages before I ever crack open a, a commentary. Um, again, that's not every week. Yeah. There are some weeks I'll read the passage and go, what? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Come again. Uh, you know. So so dive into dive into a, a commentary um, to to help kind of no, no, get no, me no, thinking no. along the way. When that happens, just open up the message. Oh, then, then just, just the message. Yeah, that, yeah that's right. That, that's right. <laughs> so well, one of the things that that uh, I I love is after you've put all of that work in and uh, you've labored over it all week. It's it's kind of like cooking a fancy meal. Yeah. Like it takes all day, you know, Thanksgiving right. to prepare all of that. And then everybody's done eating in like 35 yep. minutes. That's right. The same thing is That's true right. with our sermons. We've yeah. put 10, 15, maybe 20 hours in them, yeah. blood, sweat, and tears to get this out, or we just went to desiringgod.org you know, dot org, yeah, that's right. off, whatever <laughs> it is, but we've put all of that work in and then you jump in the pulpit and it's over before you know it. And, uh, yeah. then, then comes the comments after. And, and one of the things that I love to hear is, Hey, when you said blank, it really encouraged me to think about blank instead right. of just great sermon pastor, you know, you, you gave it a, you know, yeah. a good college try today. Yeah. Something like, I really want to hear that they've heard the message right. and how it's already impacting them or even better if I hear that on Tuesday or Thursday that's yeah. even even better but my my mother I love my mom to death but she will listen to a sermon and uh, she'll call me and she said Matt I listened to your sermon it was it was great you had this joke in there and I laughed and laughed and laughed like that's all she hears that's the content, it's like, yes. <laughs> she doesn't have a clue that I parsed the words right or that I had this great sermon and a great application she doesn't have yep. a clue she's looking for the verse or right. I mean for the uh, the joke in there yeah. that's what she hears from it but, but anyway it's nice to hear when you've put in all of that uh, work how it's impacting their oh, absolutely. life and yeah. uh, because the you know, the, the labor is certainly not in vain. That word is not going to come back yeah. void. And and that's a promise that keeps us going, I'm pretty sure. But right. um, Kyle, we, we have some that are listening here that are full-time pastors that are right. spending 40, 50, 60 hours a week in the, in the office or with funerals or all of that kind yeah. of stuff. Or we have people that are working 40 to 50 hours at a, another job right. and then trying to right. preach on Sunday. Is there any words of encouragement that you can get with these guys? Yeah, these guys? so so I'm coming at this from a full-time pastor standpoint, right? But but I don't have a staff, so I am I am the sole full-time staff member at, at our church. So um, hear that and what I'm about to say. Um, even even in that role, 
Like, like I don't feel like I can spend 20 hours a week in the study preparing for a message because to do so is going to be to neglect the some other responsibilities that I have, whether that's making hospital visits or um, even if I'm not in somebody's home every day, at least, you know, making phone calls or something like that, checking on them. So so what I'm trying to do now is we're, we're recording this the, the first full week of December. Um, I, I'm spending the month of December and, and really laying out a lot of my preaching calendar for the next year. Yeah. Um, and, and not just, so, so, so down to like what passages I'm planning to preach, what Sundays, but then also going through and, and doing a lot of that front end study, background stuff and all that, and, and putting that all into, into a spreadsheet um, or into a, into a Word document so that when, when the time comes to open up those passages on that week, I've got so many notes already done. And, and so much of that study that's already been prepared um, that I can look back at some of the notes I've made in December and get yeah. ready to preach that. And and so, again, if you know if somebody's a, working a full-time job, I know it's a little bit different, but if you can find a time to carve out ahead of time and, and really dive into some commentaries, do some uh, cultural studies, all that, that that's going to that's gonna inc- decrease the amount of time you got to spend each week incredibly when, when, when time comes. And maybe even what I'm going to try to do is even go through and for a lot of the passages, get the basic outlines yeah. together so that when I start in the week, I've at least got, even if the points change a little bit, I've got the, the, um, the basic outline of the passage ready to go. Awesome. Well, we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Christmas uh, music or Advent yep. singing. We, we try to keep these short and to the point. So uh, suffice it to say, Kyle will be doing the special music at First Alamo this Sunday, and he'll be singing sure. uh, Christmas Shoes. Yes, that's and, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Mary, did you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mary IDK. Please, please don't boycott us. <laughs> <laughs> but good talk. I, I love talking about sermons, but I love preaching them even more than talking about them. And we hope that this pod somehow encouraged you, whether you're a member or a pastor and the hard work that is preaching the word. As we wrap this up, remember to follow Not Another Baptist Podcast on Facebook and at NAB underscore podcast on Twitter to stay up to date with this train wreck. It has been helpful, or if it has been helpful, share it and then pop down a little five-star review so we can keep these coming. But until next Friday, may your coffee be as black as night and bold as the gospel you proclaim and Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.